Welcome along to the Wise Men Say podcast. Sunderland's league campaign has come to an end with a meek 1-1 draw against a side that's already been relegated from the division. If any match could just sum up seasons, uh, Sunderland's time in Division 3, uh, this time around it would be a disappointing 1-1 draw. Um, to talk about that and the upcoming playoff games, of course, joining myself, Stephen Goldsmith, is Gareth Barker. Hello. Hi. You okay? Mm. Still about recovered from yesterday, just watching the match, which was uh, a t- of took its toll, didn't it? Took its toll on the most, uh, even the most hardened um, enthusiast would have struggled with that one. The, some, people, uh, some people are still having a good go. Um, the 180 <laughs> minutes against um, Northampton might be. Arguably the worst use of time I've spent during um, the coronavirus uh, lockdown since last May, I would say. So <laughs> that's how I would analyse those two fixtures. Stinking nil-nil at their place, wasn't oh, it? Early on that one might have been the worst game yeah. ever. <laughs> yeah. It might have been the worst game I've ever seen, that one, uh, down their place. But let's not talk about that again. I think the reaction pod might have been seven minutes long for that one. Which tells you all you need to know. Yeah, it was terrible. It was particularly bad, that one. Uh, I don't know how much we can... Well, well, we'll get into a discussion about how much emphasis we can put on that that result. To help us do that is uh, Mickey Loff as well. Maggie? Yeah, I'm, as I say, I'm still reeling from yesterday's action. I think, like Gareth said there, like I mean, you all know kind of how involved I get when I watch the match, and I didn't even react when we equalised yesterday, despite the fact it was quite a late equaliser. Like, I just didn't even, like, Shout or like move, or just yeah, complete apathy. We'll have a discussion about attitudes because you know I think if the if the, the the fans are feeling that there's an argument to say the players are as well, and we'll we'll have a little discussion on that one and have have a look at previous playoff campaigns and and, and look at the form and momentum Sunderland have went in with with some of those. But um, you know I, I I guess just back to the match itself and and just the, the recent weeks itself. Um, far too many, yeah. We 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 were securing the playoffs. You know, I mean, we need, we need to acknowledge that. But um, flat doesn't even cover it, does it? And it just sums up far too many games that we've had at this level since we've been here, um, drawn more than anybody else in the league again. And that's why we've fallen short as much as anything, isn't it? Yeah, it's not just the draws; it's who we've drawn against. I think I've seen the start yesterday with our results against the bottom half of the league, like both home and the win, it's just been far from good enough, particularly at home. And across the course of the season, we've picked up 1.5 points per game at home. And that's just not automatic promotion form. We give ourselves far too much to do. And that's been our undoing. <sighs> Certainly has. Are we surprised Gareth at his team selection? We, 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 we were sort of predicting or... Yeah, of course, far as I'm predicting on the on the on the preview pod, myself, Rory, and Matthew, that we we felt because of secure um, a playoff place was secure, he, he might just go ahead and rest everybody. And he didn't do that at all. Yeah, I think that was maybe the most disappointing thing to come out of the game, wasn't it? That we played our kind of full strength, for, you know, maybe with aside McGee aside, obviously, who started um, on the bench. Um, and he probably wishes he'd stayed on there when he, given the way he played when he got on. Um, <clears throat> but that was it. That was it, really, wasn't it? It was. We kind of played this team of. I mean, I would say that as well. Yeah, it was full strength, but 
people like Diamond and Jones and, you know, in particular where you're thinking, well, McGeady's got that place locked down if he's fit. Gucci's been in really decent form, arguably our best player over the last sort of few games. You know, you'd think they'd be absolutely like chomping to try and like displace like when they've got the opportunity to displace all the other players and think, well, you know, we give ourselves a chance of starting the game um, at Lincoln in 10 days' time, but it was just nothing. I mean, Jones in particular just offered absolutely nothing. Um, you know, Diamond pretty much the same on the other side. Um, you know, squandered as usual, run, run around but not really do anything. Um yeah, I mean, power was pretty much anonymous. See, the only one who really influenced the game probably was Gooch. And then, you know, White did, you know, it wasn't really that involved. I mean, it was just pretty, you know, and to concede the way we did, obviously, you know, deflect the free kick. You know, it would be nice to get a clean sheet. I can't remember the last time we had a clean sheet, but, you know, it would be nice to get one, especially against Northampton. Did any of the players on the pitch even want to be there from, from both from both teams? It looked like they're just, you know, and, and like we said at the start there, you know, if fans are going to be apathetic about it. You just think, well, no, not one of those players on that pitch looked like they even wanted to be there, Northampton included. Uh, obviously, their position as well. They hadn't think a player for the very went down. So they're, they're down after, after a depressing season. And, um, would it be fair, Mickey, to say 22 players didn't want to be there and no, none of the fans watching the game wanted to be watching it? <laughs> Strange place to be in, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, people do say that um, like the ultimate form of goodness is a sense of duty. Well, if that's the case, and where are all saints for putting up with that yesterday? Because it was just the most uninspired like game I've seen with the possible exception of the game down there. I was just thinking, like after the game down at Northampton, like you lads did a podcast just after, and I don't think you even discussed the game. I think you used to an hour of talking about like similarly crab games you've been there with Roker in the stage of my light and that. So I think when we discussed these two games combined, you wouldn't even get enough for like a standard podcast, which just says everything you need to know. But on the on the performance and the players, I just think my kind of biggest annoyance yesterday was when we equalised, because fair enough, it was a drab game, it was uninspiring, we went 1-0 down. But when you get an equaliser, like against a runner player with kind of like five like minutes left, like I know we get grab the ball back the net, but is it not like a sense of urgency where you think, right, five minutes, we're going to give it a real good go and just see if we can get the win and at least end on a high. But just as soon as we score, it's like, all right, we've got a draw now, that's fine. There was just none of the usual kind of like urgency you get in the last five minutes. We kind of, I'd have even preferred, I know I don't normally like this, but I would have even preferred for us to just be slinging the ball into the box, you know what I mean, and kind of like rushing around trying to make things happen. But it was just, I, I just don't know, it was just one of them. I get the feeling if you could have said the both, like teams before the game, like, oh, well, we'll just stop play today. We'll just like shake hands. We'll have it. We'll get a point each. Yeah, fine. They bother. You'd think so. But then Lee Johnson's team selection would, would suggest certainly he might be in a minority of one who wasn't feeling like that. Um, he, he even said after the game, wasn't it always important to try and get that home leg um, second in the, in, in the playoffs? And I, I can't decide if he's being serious or not. But then... His team selection would suggest he's, he, he is. I mean, this is what, you know, the lad said this on the reaction pod, and it's just something I want to reiterate. I mean, the decision to play Max Power, um, Luke O'Nine, to give Ledbetter any sort of game time at all for me was 
a really, really high risk that I didn't think you needed to take because if one of those players is sent off or injured, then you know we're, we're in trouble. It's one of them. I don't like we said again in the reaction pod. Nobody minds if you go and win that game four 0 and people come through the game unscathed. And I get what you mean about the team selection suggesting that you want to win the game and then with a bit of momentum. But I would also suggest that I'm not saying it's all on the manager, but the way we played and our general approach to the game was really like lethargic and kind of like one dimensional. It wasn't this kind of like quick attacking football that he purports to play. So I just think yesterday, just kind of like from the from the management all the way through the players. I just don't think it was like good enough yesterday. Like I'm not going to fume about it or anything like that because ultimately the game will be a little consequence. Now I agree for we've got to treat the playoffs as a mini tournament, but I just think yesterday across the board, like I just, as I say, I just felt like it's just an exhibition game. It's a, it's a bit, it feels like things have slowed down a bit <clears throat> recently. You know, the, it yeah. feels like we haven't had as many games recently and we don't look by it um, and obviously we've got 10 days now <clears throat> before the game or 9 days um, so yeah, I'm hoping that you know it's a proper rest isn't it it's like a mental break and as well as you know a physical break and you know hopefully there'll be people you know it was a shame for Stuart that he was injured yesterday because you know he had a he made a really good impression against Plymouth Um and then he didn't get an opportunity to sort of capitalise on that yesterday. Um, so you know, it's the second time he's had a hamstring problem since he's got here. Hopefully, it's not a recurrence of the other, the previous one, because that's never a good sign, is it? In terms of the way players being managed back to the situation, like back into the first team, if he's not fully fit, and they seem to be really cautious with him. I mean, it's an, we've had loads of injuries this season, and. If it continues next year, um, we'll have the the same discussions we're having under Steve Bruce. You know, like that these problems seem to follow him around. These injury problems for players, um, no matter what club he's at, there always seems to be like a series of muscle injuries, um, for whatever that for whatever reason that might be. And um, we've kind of had that here, so. Remember Nala Quinn said no stone was going to be left unturned in the investigation and yeah. why that was happening. And then when they come back with the report, I can't remember exactly what I said, but it was just didn't really say anything. In other yeah. words, like you're just thinking you mean you don't know. Yeah. I mean you, you can't you can't be sure, can you? I mean I guess the, the word it's not like they're doing two sessions a day and you know, we don't know the intensity of the, the sessions that they do. Um but it's it's just I don't know it's it seems it might just be we've been unlucky and some of the injuries to be fair have been not so much muscle injuries in in, in the major cases obviously with people like Jamal Lee Willis we've had those terrible knee injuries um, you know McGeady missed the start of the season would have missed the start of the season I mean I was thinking with McGeady he's never been fit to start the season has he since since we've been in League One I, I, I don't know if he was this year he just wasn't no. played well no I'm saying the season before he wasn't fit to start the season obviously he wasn't available at the start of this season um, but the season before remember he'd had that he had had the foot problem and then that kind of carried on into the start of the next season I don't think he'd had a full pre-season um, and then the, obviously I don't think he played a game until September did he under Jack Ross 
because um, he came in and I think he scored. He came on in the might be so, Plymouth South game, South End game, yeah, and he scored like right at the end. Um, he had he hadn't had a preseason, so. I mean, I don't, know if funny, it was, I don't know if it was an excuse, but I remember when Parkinson was asked about McGeady back in September, he basically said, oh, well, he's injured anyway. So yeah, he, did, he get... did say that, didn't he? Yeah. It was it a calf problem or something? Something like that, yeah, but I yeah. remember he didn't even feature for the... Because even when Parkinson was here, I think he featured for the 23s a couple of times like later on, so I yeah. think he even had a knock at the start of this season. Yeah. I mean, that's a digression, really. I guess it doesn't matter. Oh, no, um, I'm just being pedantic. No, no, I was just thinking... I mean, me, I was just thinking about it for some reason. Um, but yeah, you got to hope. I mean, he was crap yesterday when he came on. Like, he was terrible. I mean, he couldn't... He couldn't do anything. It was like watching McFadden trying to pass the ball. I mean, pass the ball to somebody three yards away from in the halfway line. It's like stuff he never normally does. Um not having a like if he's fit, he's like starts against Lincoln absolutely like you know that was his you know his first proper sort of reappearance wasn't it really at Lincoln when we beat them 4 0 earlier in the season. Obviously he'd played in the the Wigan game but you know, he'd had a he had a bit of, a bit a few minutes under his belt, and that was the first time he properly influenced the game. I think, wasn't it? Um, I think Lincoln will suit us in the playoffs as well. Like I think the way they play, like our problem is breaking teams down. Yeah, well, I think we're better off having a basketball game than having like us like being mixed because you know we've played Blackpool and failed. I mean, Oxford is is the same. To be fair, they're a bit more open. I think I'd rather play. Out of the four teams, I know Oxford coming in good form, but their record against the top teams is tre- terrible. So I wouldn't, I wouldn't mind this playing Oxford or Lincoln because say I think their their style of play would give is giving us more of an opportunity to to score goals in the game, which is something we've been struggling to do whilst conceding yeah, them. Definitely, I, 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 well, we'll 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 talk about that now then in the playoffs and and how that materialised and look at Sunderland's form in the previous campaigns. I think we deserve a medal for how long have we got out of that analysing a game? Mickey, even about it, Mickey mentioned there as well that the first game, which was arguably the worst game of football we've ever seen, and I think we've done well to to get any content out whatsoever in relation to um, Sunderland playing Northampton Town this season. So um, that's good, isn't it? Right. Nice and early one then, but we'll have a quick break and we'll come back and we'll talk about that. The Wise Men Say podcast is brought to you in association with From the Terrace. Cargo shorts. For a 10% discount, enter the code WMS10 at the checkout stage. Bucket heads. While you do that, check out the From the Terraces podcast presented by Rory Fallow and Matthew Keeling. T-shirts. For more information, search for From the Terraces on social media. Okay, welcome back to the Wise Wednesday podcast. We'll just have a little chat now about, you know, you, you've said there yourself, Gareth, uh, you're happy we've got Lincoln. That seems to be the general consensus among Sunderland fans. We'll we'll talk about that. Um, maybe have a little bit of a laugh at Portsmouth, um, mucking it up on the on the last day. I did say in the preview pod I had a feeling they would mess it up and let Oxford sneak in. Um, and, yeah. Has so Cowley got the job there, do you know? Did it, has he been confirmed as the manager for next year? I just assumed it was. Was it just till the end of the season? Like, was it? It was, it was yeah. just. It was just to the end of the season. Oh. So I don't know if he's. I don't know if he's got it full. I don't know if he's taking it. Talk amongst yourselves. I'll have a look. <laughs> um, I mean, but... he. 
we've started talking about Portsmouth before we talk about us now. Because uh... <laughs> well, I think it's fair to acknowledge it's always happy. To, it's always good to see well, Portsmouth uh, fans have a bit of a meltdown. No, you, you, I've just looked and it says Portsmouth confirmed Danny Carr will remain in charge after agreeing a new long-term contract. Right. So he's he's taking the job. Okay. Threat next season though. If we if we're going to be down here, um, did they, on the, on that did everybody watch the derby match on Saturday? I did. No, it was fresh for Wednesday, I might No, well, there was one was... of them. I had like five live on during the first half, so that was like mad enough here with all the twos and fours. But then I, I watched the second half; it was just crazy, wasn't it? So lucky. I mean, it's it, a goalkeeping, a Rotherham goalkeeping mistake, and the last minute has kept them up. And they celebrate the way they were celebrating Martin Waggon saying, This is what we're in football for, this is what it's all about. I thought that was all right. <laughs> yeah, like, I, yeah, I love you, Martin. I don't I mean, I don't know if, if Martin Waggon is a black and white or a red and white, but he came from our academy, obviously, and, uh, you know, did do have a lot of time for him. But uh, that was quite funny. Like, you, you, you didn't even win the game, you drew the game. It reminders of like, do you know when, when and we've interviewed Terry Butcher about this, when Sunderland got relegated, when they lost to Notts County, and they just stayed up because of the results went their way, and there were riots in the Sunderland end. Uh, yeah. um, and you just see the the contrast of Derby celebrating like they won Derby fans celebrating like they won the Champions League, um, even though they have been relying on other results. It's got, it's just like God, that's just not how we. Um, I think we, we, know, I think, we did I think something there's a bit similar. too much though. Like there's a bit too much like regulation of celebrations. If somebody, if someone, if you, it's relief. Like I don't understand how anybody can go like. Well, well, this, 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 they're not, you're not celebrating. It's, you know, you, you're just happy that you haven't got relegated. Do you know what I mean? It's like, yeah, you've been crap. But I know like, what you, you mean. Know. There's, there's different situations, though, isn't there? So, like, when Sunderland beat Everton and relegated Newcastle, you know, yes. <laughs> Sensational scene. There's going to be, isn't it? And, and when, even those great escapes, because you're so far behind, um, I guess. I don't know. I think if you look, I think if you lost seven games in a row or whatever it was, Derby had, and then drew one game and that relied on the results. To I think you, I, I'm, I'm not sure there would have been celebrations. Like that no, I think if you, it's, 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 it's if the fans have been in all season, probably would be different. But obviously, because they haven't been, this is the first time people have been able to meet in an in an outdoor environment in such a long time, and it's culminated. Like the seasons culminated simultaneously, I think there's a desire there for people to to just go and do something in that respect. Like I, I do agree, you know, Sheer, to... it's sheer relief for because Derby, I think, was yeah. like less than ten minutes to go are getting relegated and they were yeah. getting beat in the game. And so, yeah, I, yeah, I, I, I do know what Stephen means as well, though, because like Derby are traditionally a much bigger club. Like I think if under Chris Coleman, if we like pulled off a great escape in the championship, you'd have seen nowhere near the same scenes of celebration, yeah. for example. We might have mine because it would have been that would have been a pretty great escape. If we if we if we'd won that Norwich Ap- game, Apathy we would have given ourselves a chance. Too much by then, I think. You think? Yeah. If we won that Norwich game, we 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 would have been right like, in it because we, we, we had a spell of results that night when I we. We had a spell of like five games where we kept taking the lead and drawing yeah. one one or two yeah. two and yeah. But anyway, we're talking about Chris Coleman. Let's, Taste uh... of things to come. <laughs> Well, yeah, I just, yeah. I just thought it was interesting because yeah, League League um, One, League One next year is going to be is going to be relatively strong in terms of at least teams on paper because you never know Ipswich have come down and not done much, but in terms of the stature of the sides, you know, had that yeah. Sheffield Wednesday and Derby both been relegated would have been something to add to Portsmouth to add to Ipswich to add to us. Um, well, I've got, I've actually got a, a, do you want a theory 
based on superstition. So you two are like this because you like superstition, don't you? Come on then. Um, So remember, I did the pod a few weeks ago and um, talked about going to places in the championship and it was really weird. The only place I could think of off the cuff was going to Derby. I couldn't think of any other team in the league. <laughs> and then yesterday, on, on Saturday, I was like, they could get relegated. <laughs> I could be like completely wrong on that. And then they stayed up. So that means we're going to get promoted in the playoffs <laughs> and play Derby in the championship. So well, there you go. you know... We could get promoted in the playoffs. It, yeah. It's just this is strange. Like, so I'm I'm just th- thinking back and like looking back to to previous playoff campaigns where obviously, um, you know the 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 first one in in my, well I was seen in my lifetime the playoffs are relatively new, aren't they? When we when we got promoted in 1990, I think it was mm. only the second or third or fourth season that they'd been in existence. So it was a little was yeah I think mid 80s we were brought in weren't they? in fact I think we were relegated to Division 3 in the first ever yeah it might have yes. been the first round mm-hmm. they should bring back relegation playoffs by the way I think no, they're great I, I, yeah no I, I, I agree they should, and they should be bigger there should be more teams involved like more teams in the division above more anyway um, but sort of my I, I look I checked this one out actually on Stack Cup because my um, memory of that wasn't I wasn't really fully committed until that summer really in terms of being a football fan I was only nine in 1990 um, um, but I was just looking at stack cut to see the position of Sunderland, and um, actually, they, it was different in that they, they secured the playoffs a week before the last game, and there were three teams. So Newcastle were third and above everybody else, and then the teams in fourth, fifth, and sixth, um, Swindon, Sunderland, Blackburn, um, finished on the same points. So it was a little bit like now, you know, where you think, well, they're probably going to be in the playoffs um, and finish in a different position, but. Um, but Sunderland were like sixth a lot for, for, for the weeks leading up to that. So they still did have the playoff players to fight for, not like they did now. Although there's some similarities in terms of league positions being able to, to switch. And interestingly, Sunderland lost the last game of the season as well. Once they knew they'd already secured the, the playoffs, they, they lost at home. Um, and then after that, it was when Mick McCarthy was here, wasn't it? Again, when we were, we were third. Um, and again, you know, my memory had it, and I could be wrong, that when we went to Burnley on that last game of the season, we still had an outside chance of going up. Or have I got that wrong? Because we beat Nor- we'd beaten Norwich at home, who I think had won the league. I remember um, that. Yeah, we beat Norwich. And then we went to Burnley and won to one. And I could be wrong. I could be wrong, but we took a lot of fans down there, as we often do with last games of the season. But I remember the mood was quite positive. Do you know what I mean? I remember mm. maybe we didn't have a chance of going up, but it was we were playing well and we were in form because um, we won. You know, we won. We won our last two. Actually, I'm just looking at. Do you not? Do you not think it's the case of it being? No, we, we lost three. We lost three in a row. Not long <clears> before that, I can't think the mood would have been. I could actually. I think we. Uh, I remember. Well, I remember getting beat the one the other home to West Brom, which I think yeah. put Pete while we were automatic hopes. Right, yeah. yeah, no, I think you're right. Ipswich, West Brom, Crystal Palace, we lost three games in a row and then drew at home to Wigan 0-0, drew at home to Crew 1-1. That's terrible. That's, so that's more like now then, isn't it? That's more, that is maybe a I similar think, um, situation. Stephen arguing with himself, he was great. <laughs> do, you not, do you not think, though, that it's the, the mood is sort of less to do with the results? I don't, I don't know. I, I just feel as though when you're in the, the championship playoffs and you've got, there's you know, the prizes, the Premier League, yeah. it's a different thing. Whereas I think when we're in League One, it's 
the feeling is always like we we sh- we should we should be automatically promoted. Yeah, it's, and like it's, and then and, and it's like oh we've messed that up. So like, what's the point in the playoffs? It's like it's it's which it was the same under Ross against you know against Portsmouth. Everyone had kind of written it off, and the, even the atmosphere at Wembley when we got there was like well. Kind of everyone, it felt like everyone expected us to lose the game. The it did, it just did get out, isn't it? It's the, it's it just the, did. Everyone was almost resigned yeah, to the fact we're going to get beat. It's not like you say, I think you made a good point because it's not like you know, you went to the playoffs or go to Wembley and stuff normally, and there's that level of excitement there. Um, and there just isn't that here because it's not exciting to be in the championship, it's like yeah, it's, absolutely it's what... bare minimum of yeah. where Sunderland should be. Um, and I mean, it'd be and great that, if we got promoted. It's, but... It might sound arrogant, but it's just a fact. It's just a fact. It's like it is, and, and that's the way it is. And I, I'm looking at that now. And I, the similarities are there. Um, like you say, but the context Gareth, is different, and that we don't have a Premier League to play for. But when you look at form in terms of um, Sunderland being right up there, and then the wheels coming off, it is actually really similar to that season under Mick McCarthy, 2004. I think another similarity is as well. I think there's a bit of like apathy setting in now because obviously this is our third kind of like full season in League One. I think around that time with the Mick McCarthy, I think attendances were right down to about 25k for the majority of the season. Like you had your odd game where you get got like over 30,000, but on the whole, I think like kind of there was just a lot of apathy around the football club. So I think it's a good comparison, like looking back at the Mick season. Do you want to do you want a um, little playoff question? Go ahead. It's not it's not something it's not specifically something related. It's just which team has the most playoff promotions? West Ham? Incorrect. Crystal Palace? Incorrect. You have one more go, Mickey. For some reason, Trammy has jumped in my head, but that's Trammy. just... No, that's not correct. Blackpool have five. Not great. 1992, <laughs> 2001, 2007, 2010, and 2017. Which team has the most playoff final appearances? Um, I think of a team more. It seems to be in the playoffs. I can't think of one. Derby? Nope. Bolton? Nope. Blackpool with seven. Nineteen ninety one, nineteen ninety two, two thousand and one, two thousand and seven, two thousand and ten, two thousand and twelve, and two thousand and seventeen. Got that experience um, in that. Um, and, uh, yeah, they certainly have. Um, most consecutive games won in the playoffs. I think, I think we know where you're going with it. <laughs> <laughs> Blackpool have won 10 consecutive games in the playoffs between 2001 and 2012. Oh, God. I'm kind of... They are the playoff kings. Then. It looks not, like it, doesn't this, it? How has not been brought to anyone's attention I, before I, now? I don't, maybe it has. I don't know. Like, I've not I've read that anywhere. Well, when you, when you said um, when the playoffs... When were the playoffs um, uh, founded? It was 1987. Um, yeah, so, so it was yeah, the but, first, yeah, this, we were the, we were the yeah. first season when we got relegated here. Yeah, it was quite... Quite uh, funny looking at it as well. We've got a love. We are the one in in Wikipedia. So it's like when it says past winners, nineteen ninety Swindon Town, and then there's the little uh, <laughs> the little one next to it to say that yeah, there we are. 
Well, I wonder how many times um, teams have actually been relegated because I'm pretty sure they only did that for one season. Was it maybe on, two. Yeah. When, when, the, when we got relegated through the playoffs yeah. and it was either the next season or the season after that where they scrapped that and just made it a promotion thing. And obviously, so it was three teams from the division below and one team from the division above. And it, it was just so, you know, the, the team in the division above had to win the playoffs to stay up mm. anything else and they were down. So that's the way they did it. And I'm not sure who else in that round of playoffs in the other divisions, if any more, got relegated. So that would be interesting. They still do it in, like, the Bundesliga. and um, They do it in Scotland, because I remember, Scotland, yeah, I remember Hibs, got, Hibs got relegated by Hamilton, I think, a few years ago, and Terry yeah, Butcher was... Um, like your Burnley manager. <laughs> yeah, I think they. I think Terry. I think they've taken like one or three points since Christmas, and Duncan Watmore was on loan. Oh, yeah. um, at the time. Um. Yeah, I mean, we also got done in. Uh, we got done in um, at the Palace one because they changed the rules that year and yeah, got rid of away goals. goals. Yeah. And, all, um, and also, they basically cheated for the goal well, that got don't want to think about. I don't. I can't no, think about the foul did, on Marpoon. They, they did, but you're right, Gareth, because I remember being really wound up by that. Because I remember in the um, we went for some food before that game and all got together, and it's not something we normally do for matches. And we just thought it was a playoffs, and we, we were going to do something different. I remember us all sitting around having that very discussion because we didn't we lose three two or four three in the first three play. two three two and three, um, two and we game. were saying then you know like. <laughs> We're going to go out and away goals. Uh, sorry, we're going to go out um, on penalties here instead of and where, like other years, we would have um, went through and away goals. Um, yeah, so we did. England that. also lost in the uh, on penalties in '98 and 2004. I remember at the same time thinking like it's been great. This has like get losing the playoffs and penalties and then losing in the Euros and the World Cup on penalties. Um, so you know, if we get beaten the, if we get beat on penalties in the final of the playoffs this year, then you know it's you know it's going to end it probably in penalties for for England as well. Mm. Um, I mean, it's it's. I don't. I mean, I'm trying to think how many times we've actually been in the playoffs. It was. Yeah, is it four? Five, well, not excluding relegation and promotion playoffs. It's the promotion four playoffs. times, five times. This will be the fifth time. We've been in the promotion playoffs. It is, yeah, yeah. Because um, un- under Peter Reid, we again we went, we flew into the playoffs with momentum. There, and I, you know, you've gone so you see, you know, when you mentioned under Jack Ross, and you know, the the club obviously didn't try, and not that the NATO lords, but we've mentioned it and been on the record before, saying they just weren't interested in trying to get people to that game, that Portsmouth game. No, and then you know it transpires now. It's because they thought the thought promotion was gone, and they knocked up a sale to somebody called Mark Campbell, who had persuaded them that he had money that he doesn't have. Um, and you know they they they, they were just thought we'll just concentrate and get promoted and sell the club on. Um, contrast to when Peter Reid was here, because we had a really good season. And um, I remember the players doing a lap of honour after the last home game and we, we, we travelled down to Swindon and we were still a chance of, an outside chance of, of getting promoted. And everybody was really up for that. And we went into that into that campaign full of momentum, um, which is probably the only time we've ever done it. Looking at the at the previous there, as I say, in 1990, we just bobbled into it. Um, we had uh, we had poor momentum going into the one as discussed under, under Mick McCarthy there. 
Um, and then Jack Ross will be the fourth. Did you say five, Gareth? This is the fifth. This is the fifth. Yeah, fifth, yeah. fifth, fifth playoff. Six so, if you include the relegation playoff. And it, and it has been weird. And, and I can't really remember what it felt like under Mick McCarthy, although the stats seem to suggest it was similar to this. But when it became clear weeks ago we weren't going to get promoted automatically, people have switched off, haven't they? The fans have switched off. And it must be the same for the players. It's, it's been a really strange... Because it's easy for us to say, right, come on, find some form, go into the playoffs with momentum. But are they, are, are they realistically going to do that? Or are they just going to try and make sure they don't get injured in those games? And that's something else Johnson alluded to, wasn't it? I think it's like, you know, it's all very well as an outsider kind of going, well, you should be, where's the intensity? Shouldn't matter. But like as a fan, at the same time, you have the discussion, well, if White gets injured because he overstretches, then you'd be you'd be like, well, why did we play him anyway? And all this kind of thing. So it's it's easy to say, isn't it? But but, but then I thought it was interesting, um, Danny Collins yesterday said that he didn't believe it was a dead rubber for like the reasons we've said about like yeah. finishing in certain playoff places, but he was kind of alluding to that, in his opinion, as a professional footballer, there's no such thing as a dead rubber because you're always like trying your best to get the results. And that's the attitude I would have wanted to see yesterday, but unfortunately we just didn't see it on the pitch. Well, that, uh, that attitude may be present in some, but not in others. I mean, it's, it's human nature, isn't it? Oh, of course I. Um, I mean, um, I mean look, I, don't, that, that, not, I, I agree, but it, it's just, uh, it's one of those, isn't it, where... Let's be honest. If, if we if we go up, it's not going to be because of yesterday's performance if we played well. And if we don't go up, it's not because of yesterday's performance. No. So, like I agree with what you said before, Gareth. Like we've just got to have the attitude that this is a mini tournament. We need to win a couple of games to get to like to get through. And I think it's one of those scenarios. Like if we're in the league, and someone said to you, if you win your last three games, you're getting promoted. You, you'd snap the hand off. Like even if you had been on a purish run of form. So that's how we've got to treat this. Win now, like win three games and we're up. Yeah, and, and I do kind of, and I don't know why, what I'm basing this on. <laughs> I don't know why, 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 how I'm measuring this, but I kind of do back them to get through these the, these Lincoln games in particular. I, I, I think, like, you know, when the wheels come off, they come off spectacularly, didn't they, at the end of the season? However, you know, throughout the season, really, um, under this manager, I don't know, again, stats might not back it up, but I, I just do sort of feel a little bit more confidence there and it's what we talked about the preview pod as well that it will be different under Parkinson you worry you would worry about just having two like sort of nil nils and go out on penalties or whatever you do you, the playoffs is often about who's the bravest and like you said Gareth it could be a basketball game this Lincoln one because I think you know they're going into this in similar form to us as well um, because they'd they'd fell off all off a cliff originally, then they got the noses back in front and they turned around a bit, a little bit, and then they went on a bad run again yeah. and they end up finishing below us. Um, I mean, psychologically, it's, 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 it's going to be a re- reset for them because yeah. us Blackpool and Lincoln have known now that this is a thing. We've known for a few weeks that we're in the playoffs, and it is it is going to be like right, let's start again, um, and go again. Um, yeah. Blackpool are the ones, aren't we? Do we we want Blackpool to go out to Oxford, don't we? Probably, yeah. Yeah. You think you know, not only are they the black uh, the the playoff kings, as Gareth just pointed out there, but we didn't play badly against them. I we if we'd won both of those games one nil equally, I think people would have said, Well, you know, it wasn't undeserved. They were really tight games. 
it's not the kind of side and it's not the kind of game you want in a Wembley final, is it? No, I do think it's a little bit of a fallacy vote to kind of base it too much on the league games you've played against the team because look at the, look at Portsmouth in 2019. Like, we'd not beat them all season. We've yeah. got beaten the checker trade, got beaten from away from home and we did a job on them in the playoffs. So let's hope that we can see it as like a one-off game with a completely different context this time. If we, we do, should have, we should have, we should have beaten Blackpool in one of at least one of those. Of games. course, of course. Like, I mean, they've won the the second one with a, a screamer, and then the first one was like a laughable goal from us, and we'd hit the post like thirty seconds earlier. It's just one, of, like it was one of those days that one. Um, I didn't think they were miles better than us. You know, it's they've definitely built, you know. You know, built their their solid. You know, the the keepers got a golden glove and all that. So it's clear how they set up. You know, to be solid first and then yeah. try and why, get something at the other you end. Don't, you don't want a team like that at Wembley. No, do you? no. The keep, I mean, they keep, they keep the ball well as well. A large part of their game yeah. is just I mean, <laughs> possession and playing at Wembley. And it's what you would hope. Going though, right back to nineteen ninety. That's what that's what happened with Swindon, of course. You'd fancy us to score team. against them, surely, or in a third at a third attempt, surely. And again, there were teams like Blackpool. What what do they do if we go one up early doors? Exactly. Yeah. You know, I, I I just don't know. I just does this like actually we've talked about the pod previously, and I get it because I don't think we are a great side. However. We shouldn't fear anyone in this league. Like the top teams, like Hull Peterborough's got promoted automatically. We've been unbeaten against them this season. And I, I, know, I know what you're saying about Blackpool. We haven't got a great record against them, but we took six points off Oxford. Um, we've um, took four points off Lincoln. We beat them in the semi final of the Peter Cup. So, like I say, I think that, that there certainly are reasons to be kind of like optimistic, even though we've had a shot and run. And like I say, it's all about separating the context of the league. And we've had a poor end of the season and saying, right. This is a brand new start. We're playing the mini tournament and we've got to go and win it. Can we do it, lads? Or will we do it? I know we can. We can. <laughs> yeah. I just don't, I don't know. In 10 days' time, I'll tell you how I feel. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, by the way, they're kicking the games off at six o'clock, by the way. Oh, when stupid. the fans allow back in. I know it's like really crap if you want to go up the pub and watch it because obviously like by the time people's finishing work we're oh, trying to get a, a group together it's just I mean, you know we had all this whole hoo-ha about the Super League the other week and everyone was going on like you know falling over themselves to be like the saviors of English football and now they're talking about potentially getting rid of the, the playoffs from Wembley or rearranging them at the behest of the Champions League Chelsea and Man City who both what try to join the Super League, why don't and then you've got the, the game games are on Sky. Or I mean, Spurs or, some, yeah. or the well, Emirates why don't they go or... and play the game at Spurs? Yeah, like, Spurs, yeah. Emirates, or Trafford. All of these grounds well, are big go, enough. Etihad, all these gra- you're not allowed full capacity in anyway. So exactly. all these gra- all these grounds are big enough and prestigious enough. Exactly. Go play at Villa Park. It's, Villa Park would be the perfect location for those two teams. You know, so what? what like, what's the difference between playing it there? And like playing it, I don't know, like you know, Baku or something like just that. You know ignore I mean? that. I, ignore that. I suggested playing at the Etihad, by the way, considering who's in the final. I just, uh, yeah, well, I just, yeah. I just well, start throwing out like big, big name. That they well, wouldn't, they, yeah, they wouldn't I'm, play at Old Trafford for that reason, I guess, as well. You know, it, it just it's a bit of a joke. It, like you know, it, it just goes to show it's like, you know, these things only extend, you know, 
so far in people's memories. And then it's like, oh, well, actually, I just think it's a, a joke, really. I mean, there's, I mean, there's no way, there's no way they should be kicking games off. It's half five when the sorry six o'clock when the opportunity for fans to come back has been has presented itself. It's just wrong. Yeah, totally. um, and you know, we'll see what happens. I was saw there that they were exploring an option for to play the Champions League in Portugal now. So, don't know. We'll see what happens, but. It'd be really annoying if it was moved. Um, I think they should move to England, but not not. No, I'm saying not. No, just don't play at Wembley. It's yeah, really quite exactly. simple. It's like doesn't need to be at Wembley. Does it? If you booked a, if you booked a hotel and you and you turn up and you get the account and they say actually, um, no, you're not allowed in your room because um, a rich person has turned up and um, booked the room instead of you. So you've got to go and stay somewhere else. It's a booking. It needs to be honoured. You know, the EFL have, have the arrangement. Yeah. And surely there won't be, you know, bringing somewhere the EFL are open to the idea. Why are you open to the idea? I think you could say no. Like, stuff, yeah. Like, this is what we do. And, like, I don't know how it'll work with fans being able to actually travel to the game or to Wembley. And I would there would be an argument to say, don't set the, don't set the uh, venue until if they'd said we're not going to set the venue the final until we know who's in it. So if the opportunity is there for fans to attend the for, to attend the game from from both um, groups of supporters, we'll pick a stadium that's equidistant or something like that because it doesn't really matter as long as it's like thirty thousand. They never they never think about but the fans. Yeah. This like as you yeah. you dream like you know. <laughs> If they did, then Sunderland would never play in London at twelve o'clock on a Sunday. Yeah, they just they don't care. They really don't care about that at all. Like yeah. as we've as we've long. Well, I guess the, the kickoff time is one thing, but the EFL could easily say, well, you know who you know, say we played Blackpool in the final. You know why couldn't we go and play the game at Ellen Road or something like that? Even though their pitch is crap, so that's probably a bad example. But <laughs> do you know what I mean? You could go yeah, and play. Totally. You, you can go and play it somewhere like that. You know. As long as you know the fans would probably have a better opportunity to get to that game. Um, you know, the fact you know, we could be playing this game at Wembley with I know there was like in the the cup final. Um was it the cup final? I'm trying to remember. Or was it no, it was the FA Cup semi final. And they had sort of people like basically people who didn't support either of those teams at the game and the atmosphere was crap. Whereas when you had the cup final with the app, even though there's only a few thousand there, the atmosphere was a lot better because it was supporters of those teams. So I guess it depends whether or not people are allowed to travel down and all that kind of thing. But I don't know, we're digressing a bit here. But mm-hmm. you know, hopefully the game is on on the thirtieth at Wembley, like it's supposed to be. Yeah, and hopefully plenty of people manage to get into the the semi final. Would be nice, wouldn't it? Yeah, looking forward to that. A nice looking way to win the see. Um, social media arguments about who deserves to go to that one. <laughs> well, I think they're just trying to secure every season to get all the players on, and I don't think anybody can, rightly or wrongly, you know, whatever your reasons are for not I'm wanting not, to be I'm a scab really or bothered. whatever. I just think they should I have think... a. I just think they should have a a ballot, and then. You know, 
season ticket holders are going to get prioritised. They've made a financial commitment, haven't they? Mm. It's just the way it is. It is the way it is. Right. You totally swerved that, by the way. I want a yes oh. or no answer from you. Is Will Sunderland do it? <laughs> Will Sunderland do it, Gareth? No. Great. Mickey, Will Sunderland do it? Yeah. Yes, there he's there. There he's there. Right. As always, thanks for listening. <laughs>